Vision is clearer than ever. I got my minds on the wind. Need me, I'm coming, I'm ready for war. All you gotta do is tell me when. I'm getting deeper and deeper. Been battling things on the low. How you expect to get greater in life when you scared to take chances to grow? Everyday profit and win. When you get the money invested, watch who you bring in your circle. Cause people are sick and infested. Make sure you keep your direction. When you look in the mirror, be proud. As long as you're doing the best that you can every day, boy, it's easy to smile. Talk to the Lord and pray. Make sure your faith is strong. Just like perfume and cologne, when you stepping out, make sure you're putting it on. Laugh in the face of defeat. If you gotta cry, homie, cry. All right. Just like that, we are back on Line for Line, Kenosha's very own podcast. I got my cousin in the building today. I'm like kind of nervous. I don't know why I'm nervous because I do podcasts and all that, but it's just going to be a good conversation with my guy. I got T-Rail, Latrell Teeter in the building. How you feeling, fam? Man, I'm good. I'm blessed. Yeah. How's it feel to be home for a little bit, bro? Uh, it's actually a wonderful feeling. Yeah. I, I mean, I only come home maybe two times uh-huh. out of the year. So coming home for the holidays, it is definitely a, a, a time to cherish. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Luckily, you came home and there ain't no snow. You ain't got to worry about no ice. You ain't I wanted worry about that. to snow. Well, for real, you want a white Christmas? Yeah, I don't want the cold. Yeah. But I <laughs> he the wants snow. the snow. He wants 80 degrees with snow. <laughs> 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 no, bro, but I, I see you out there doing your thing in Georgia. Tell us a little bit about how that transition has been going from Wisconsin to Georgia. Uh, you know what? It's a big change. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, growing up here, and this is just a small little town, right? So even, but it, it's getting bigger, mm-hmm. you know, and I just, I kind of made it up in my head when I had went to Alabama for college and then came home after that, I fell in love with the South. Mm-hmm. So when I had came home, I stayed here for about a year or something like that. And then I said to myself, the first chance that I got to go back down to the South I'm going to take it. Yes, sir. So I was looking at different areas down there between Alabama again, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, all the southern areas, Florida and all that. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, man, I was I was working at the uh, – I'm actually still with that company, CarMax, of course. Who got you that job for the people at home, you know, because I – I still be wondering. I'm like, how did he get plugged into CarMax? CarMax is a good company, Fortune 500 company. You know, treat their employees right. Man, it's crazy because it's this dude that I met uh, back in high school, right? <laughs> and he was like begging me to come work for CarMax. <laughs> I said and he would try to get me in there for the longest, right? Yeah. But this is dude, man. He go by the name of, uh, what is it, Devin? Look no, no. <laughs> hey, boy, get up. I have a jump across this table on you. Yeah. What's up, Flynn? Nah, man. My homie, my cousin Devon got me. Yeah, know. man. But, um, yeah, man, I got the shot, and uh, I took it, man, and I, I, I didn't look back. My dude, man, I'm proud of you. So for those people at home, just tell them a little bit more about you. Like, what was life growing up for you like in Kenosha? Uh, I mean, everybody has their story, right? Mm-hmm. So... But um, for my story, man, it was it was great growing up here. I met a lot of good people, a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, you know, kind of just stagnant, um, you know, growing up and stuff like that, you know, all my siblings. And it was just, you know, once I got to the high school level, mm-hmm. um, I, I don't, it's like I grew up too fast for... The, the age that I was mm-hmm. and at that point I wasn't connecting with my generation at that point your old soul out here in these streets huh yeah man <laughs> so I, I never really you know did the stuff 
that we did back then, back in high school, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so I didn't really, when I got to the high school level, I couldn't really make a whole lot of friends. I was, I'm always, naturally, I'm just an introvert, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't make no type of big noise or nothing like that, you know. So, um, but it, it, it was, overall, it was it was good growing up here. And, and I cherish it. I love coming back home, mm-hmm. seeing all my friends and stuff like that. Seeing the people that I grew up with. But it's just somewhere that, you know, and I got it in my head. Like, the world is so much bigger <laughs> In Kenosha, Wisconsin. Man, I'm right there you with you, brother. Me? Yeah, so. it was like that too. Like when I moved to Texas for a while, like it was so much different mm-hmm. and so much more fast paced. I think just I wouldn't blame it on like the climate, but it's just it just moves slower up north as opposed to down south. You know, yeah, and yeah. I just feel like there's way much more money to be made in the south as well too. Mm-hmm. No matter even if it's the same career as in the north, you know, like you're you're just limited in the north. I feel like because like. Obviously, there's snow on the ground like six months out of the year as exactly. well, too. It's like a lot of opportunities will start to get smaller, smaller, shut down, closed, and things like that. But then down there, it's just constantly yeah. going and going and going and yeah. going, you know, because it's such more of a larger area to be in and more populated. So, obviously, you're going to make that money, seriously, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I could definitely attest to that. There's a lot more money down in the South than, yes, sir. than there is. So, those here. listeners up North, go ahead to the South. <laughs> Come to Death Row South. No, I'm no. just playing. <laughs> <laughs> But no, um, just tell them a little bit about your viral moment, though, because not everybody could just wake up and say they got the pleasure to sit and chat with Steve Harvey. Ah, oh, man, I knew he was going to bring that up. For real, man. <laughs> like, when I saw that, I was like, Cuzzo that made it, man. That's, yeah. what, that's what it got me started on YouTube. I was like, look at this man out here meeting Steve Harvey yeah. and people like that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that was, uh, uh, it was unexpected. It was kind of a... Uh, Spur of the moment, mm-hmm. and uh, I remember, man, I was sitting, sitting in my house, sitting on my bed, right, and I'm scrolling through my phone, of course, and uh, something had popped up on Facebook saying mm-hmm. uh, that they were uh, not hiring, but they were looking for contestants. Uh, not contestants, I don't know the it's the the wrong word for it, but they were looking for people to audition for their show. Mm-hmm. So I was like. Okay, and they were doing it in Atlanta. Nice. And uh, so you could have. Sorry to cut you off. So you could have possibly went in person, or was the pandemic still going on and you couldn't go? In person? I couldn't go in person, man. Okay. Yeah, and but at that moment, I thought that we were going to be able to. Mm-hmm. And when I had reached out to him, filled out the application, and everything, we had to send pictures of ourselves, uh, full body, face pictures, and all that kind of stuff. Give a background mm-hmm. on who we are, where we live in in uh, Georgia. Um, and then, uh, it was, we had to pick like three or four different questions, come up with three or four different topics, right. Mm-hmm. Of what we wanted to ask Steve. Cause that segment was ask Steve. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, I wrote down all that information. I sent it through and then I think I waited, oh man, maybe 24 hours and I got an email from one of these uh, executive producers. Nice. And he was saying, hey, you know, we're thinking about uh, accepting your question and stuff like that. Tell us more about yourself. <laughs> so then I actually had a phone call with him. Not with Steve Harvey or just no, the executive director? executive director, okay. director yeah. <laughs> and uh, had a phone call with him, and he just wanted to dig more, just to kind of get more context, right? And um, 
So I, I let him have all of my questions that I was, uh, the topics that I was wanting to talk with Steve about. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, man, he, I think he went back. He said, all right, this is good. We're going to see if we can work with it. And he'll talk to his other executive producers and everything. And um, another 24 hours, he came back and he was like, okay, we're, we're going we're gonna to accept your, your question. Mm -hmm. um, and that question was, uh, uh, it was based off of me being uh, too shy, uh, especially when it came to relationships. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but it had more of an emphasis on, uh, man, what was it, man? I'm drawing a blank. This was two And years. he was giving you some gems on that show, yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm sitting there like, damn, Steve Harvey just giving out gems to my boy. Yeah, yeah. It was, man. And then once it happened, you know what I'm saying? And they had to set it up. Like, I had to do it on my computer and everything, right? Mm -hmm. And as I was, I was video, I was on a video conference with these guys mm -hmm. with all of the other applicants that got chosen for that segment. And so they were looking at, like, the surroundings of my house and stuff like that and where I was going to position myself and everything. It was dope. And then when that moment actually happened, you know, a lot of folks would be, like, a little starstruck, you know. And there were some of the the, uh, the other applicants that got on that show that were, like, you know, a little, a little nervous to talk and stuff. But mm -hmm. I wasn't – I mean, I, I don't want to, like, come off as, like, oh, he's just being – you know, nonchalant about it, but I I didn't necessarily get starstruck, but it was just such a good moment to talk to Steve Harvey, you know, and actually have some sound advice from somebody who I looked up to growing up. You know, Facts, what I'm saying the Steve Harvey besides the comedy Media, that yeah. he was doing, but it man, it was it was a great feeling. Not for real, for real. And it's funny that you say that too about people being starstruck because obviously my biggest interview. Um, was with Omar Gooding, mm -hmm. Cuba Gooding Jr.'s brother, for those listeners who may not know. But, it, like, when the interview started, before, actually, before going into it, I was like, man, I'm ready for this. Like, this is what I do. I love talking and all that. But, man, once the lights came on and I'm sitting there looking at him eye to yeah. eye, like, someone who I didn't watch from the time with Wild and Crazy Kids, yeah. Smart Guy, my favorite movie, Baby Boy. Like, oh, just, baby yeah, boy. man, just being able to talk to someone that you, like, idolize, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I was nervous that first minute or so because I was sitting there, um, uh, like, I was just so nervous, yeah. bro. But, it, like, Trying I to get the cotton. Yeah, on. yeah. Like, then out of nowhere, <laughs> I literally had just broke out of it. And then we had, like, an amazing conversation. Like, yeah. my voice was crying. <laughs> and all that yeah. too you know so I was like man but then I got out of it we had a great conversation and I actually still talk to him till this day like, really and that, that's what's so humble about meeting people like that you'll look at them like man they're just the biggest thing walking right now but then they're a normal person just like the two of us yeah. you know and they'll sit there and tell you that like I'm just a normal person as well too like you see me on TVs and movies but does that mean I don't bleed like you I don't tie my shoes like you I'm still a person just like you and there's some things in the works as well too where people just get ready to see him live, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Based off line for line and what line for line has did. But yes, sir. You yes, heard sir. it here first. Yes, <laughs> you the first person. But just tell us a little bit about what you took from the most out of that interview with Steve Harvey. Uh, you know what, man? And it actually helped me when um when he gave me the advice and after the show had happened, the one thing that kind of stuck with me was at the end he said, you know, if you ever have any questions you reach out to me. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I kind of felt like he meant that, you know, Steve, he, a, he a straight shooter, mm -hmm. you know, he's not going to BS nothing. So, you know, that, that helped a lot because I kind of felt like if, 
if I were to kind of go back to my old ways of being so introverted and shy and not being able to have like a solid relationship with, you know, with a woman, um, I can go back to him and be like, hey, what am I doing wrong kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just his advice on, you know, not everybody is going to be for you, right? You can you can want to be in, in a relationship with somebody and pursue that relationship, but if it doesn't work out, don't beat yourself up about it. Mm-hmm. It's just it wasn't meant to happen, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, I just me as a natural person, um, you know, kind of just giving a little more of a, a backstory on it. You know, I, you know me. I never grew up with my father, mm-hmm. right? So I never had a man to teach me how to be a man. I can attest to that as you well, know, too. I never had the same thing either. I, we learned from a woman's point of view. So a woman trying to teach a man, trying to teach a boy how to be a man, there's only so much that, that they can, can do. There's so much that they can show, you know? So it's like... You know, I'm not like no sucker or nothing like that. Don't get it twisted. <laughs> and he said he'll still split a wig. No, I just like, let me let me stop playing. Let me stop playing. You know, but it's like just all of the advice that he was giving to me. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to accept that rejection that you know a woman gives you. Or even if it's even in like a, a friendship aspect, if friends just don't want to be with you, you know, be your friend, you can't help that. You yeah. know? As long as you know as a person who you are, that's the only thing that, that matters at that point. Yes, sir. And that really helped me, man, because as soon as that uh that that event happened and that and we ended the show, you know, he gave me recommendations on books and stuff, you know, go read this book. I think he gave me like three or four different different books to go and read. Mm-hmm. That next day I think I bought two of them. Yeah. You know, I still got them on my phone as, as you know, the uh, audibles. And uh, and he had, he, he had mentioned, he said, uh, you know, because I'm a truck driver. <laughs> so, you, you know, listen to it when you're on the road and stuff like that. And I sure did, man. I put my headphones in as I'm riding down on the interstate and stuff. And I'm listening to that, that audible that I bought. And that helped me so much because then from that point, I was like, you know what? Not only is Steve right, but the knowledge that I'm getting from the books, you know, they're right also. I keep, you know, not everybody out there, they don't, you know, know who I am. You do. Mm-hmm. But uh, I keep beating myself up that I don't have X amount of friends that everybody has. You know, I haven't been in an X amount of relationships that everybody has, you know. And I beat myself up about it because then I get in a state of feeling so dang lonely, mm-hmm. you know, and it eats me up inside. And because I'm so introverted, I don't let it out. Yeah. I just let it sit, you know, and marinate, you know, my demons is my demons. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, man, all of the, the information that he gave and the knowledge, I, I was deeply grateful yes, sir. for. But I, I, I always looked at you as like, bro, you're an elephant and such a good way or i would say a unicorn in such a good way because you haven't been exposed to the things that someone like me has has been exposed to you know you say you haven't been in the relationships or the friends you know what i'm saying and being someone who like thought they wanted to be popular or thought they were popular you know what i'm saying all that shit is for the birds bro like people will people will do you so wrong and it yeah. and it's always those people who you thought man they love me they're riding for me they're my friends you know 
Mm-hmm. That's not the case. I'll give you a perfect example. I used to throw parties. I, I love to. I oh, love to I have parties. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. So <laughs> if, if you know, if you know me, you know I used to throw some parties in high school and stuff like that, which were always cool and all that too. You know, but it was like more so like it was because oh, people are gonna be my friends. People are gonna like me. You know what I'm saying? Girls are gonna like me. They're gonna want to be with me. You know what I'm saying? Just because I'm having parties and I got the crib. There was a time um, I didn't even want to have the party because I, obviously I had just moved. I was in the process of moving out, so we we all our stuff was gone, but we still had. X amount of days or whatever the case may be. So I was like, I really don't even want to have the party, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, what happens if, like, the landlord of the place comes by just to check yeah, or whatever the case may be because he knows we're moving out, whatever the case may be. And I told my friend, I was like, bro, I don't even want to have the party. I'm like, man, you just need to stop being so scared. Like, man, let's do it. And I'm sitting there telling, and you're supposed to be my friend. Yeah. The person that I'm looking at, this is my brother. Like, this this man got my back. Mm-hmm. And instead of saying, you know what, let's not do it. You you don't You don't feel it. Let, let's go somewhere else or do it. Let's not do it. But the peer pressure to be cool and have these people as my friends, like it, it consumed me. And I was like, you know what? All right, let's do it. Long story short, police end up raiding the party. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Police exact words they come in. Whose party is this? Yeah. Guess how many people stood up when they said, "Whose party is this?" Well, I bet you not one. And not one. One myself. I was the only one that stood up, and then I was like. I'm sitting there look, waiting for him to start, you know what I'm saying, like waiting for him to stand up. I know he's going to stand up because technically it was your party. You invited a lot of people and all that too. But then all of a sudden after, man, when the police said that I wanted to stand up, then why didn't you? Yeah. Why didn't you? You're yeah. supposed to be my guy, my back, my brother, all that. Why didn't you stand up with it? Yeah. Or if I'm your guy, you know what I'm saying, why didn't you consider my feelings when I said I don't, I don't even want to do this, yeah. you know? And so that's why I say you're a unicorn, bro, because you didn't have to deal with all that bull stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like your your purpose is a greater goal. And I'm not saying I don't have a purpose in life yeah. because of that, but I'm just saying you in particular, you're a unicorn because you're special, bro. You don't you you bypass all of that. And yeah. once you get in that relationship or that person that you want to be with too, it's just gonna be that much golden because you bypassed all of the BS. Yeah. You know what to avoid and stuff like that. And hopefully the person that you do end up with, they've bypassed that as well too. And they're ready to connect on a whole different level to make you feel whole yeah. and not saying the relationship is going to make you feel whole. Cause there's other things in life that can make you feel whole as well right. too. But I'm just speaking on like some good stuff for you as well too. So yeah. just, yeah. just be thankful bro, that you didn't have to deal with all that. Cause like I said, bro, there's been so many relationships where I was like, man, this is the, this is the one for me. You know what I'm saying? Come to find out it wasn't, they was like doing stuff behind my back or whatever the case may be. And don't take it as I'm saying I'm perfect. Cause I didn't did a lot of dumb stuff and stuff that I regret right. that I wish I hadn't done as well too. I'm just telling you again, it's how it goes, but. Just just be thankful, bro, that you got to bypass a lot of that silly yeah, stuff, bro. Yeah. And you got to meet Steve Harvey, bro. Like, yeah. come on, bro. Like, yeah, I know, how, how do right? I meet someone like that, bro? For yeah. real, for real. Move to Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> for real, for real, for real. But like what what um what have you been doing since then? Obviously you said you listened to the books and everything like that. Mm-hmm. What type of path have you been on since the interview? Uh put myself out there. Mm-hmm. You know, I kinda when when you're when you grow up in a certain way and that way is being so introverted mm-hmm. uh and kind of in the in the behind the scenes and you kind of you don't want too much uh spotlight you know and growing up that way for years decades you know i mean i'm, I'm not i mean i don't want to say decade 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 yeah. i'm only 29 <laughs> right but but you know a couple decades and it's um it's hard to change that facts you know it's hard to even with that being a part of Steve Harvey 
and talking to him and getting the knowledge that I did, I don't care who you are, even going through something like that, it's hard to change who you are so quickly. Facts. You know, it's so Facts. it's still there with me. I still am naturally introverted. Um, but you know, I listened to the to the audibles that I bought that he that he recommended still. Mm-hmm. And I put myself out there to try to get over that fear of rejection and be okay with it in the return. Yeah. So, you know, I, I you know, I got on the the online dating sites and all that kind of stuff, right? And mm-hmm. put myself out there. There was I've met a couple of women in person. Nice. Um and some I've only just texted with, you know. Um and those ones that I texted with, they don't there, nothing was concrete with that. Mm-hmm. Um it was more of a it seemed like it was beating around the bush. And I'm the type of person like once I get in a relationship, whether it's a friendship or, you know, an actual relationship, um, if if I feel that I'm not being valued, I'm just going to leave. You know, I always said this, whoever I'm talking to, no matter who it is, family, friends, no matter what, this it's a two-way street. You know, this ain't just a one you know, bike path. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm putting myself out there to get to know somebody, trying to be somebody's friend or whatever, and they're not reciprocating that, why why am I wasting my time, man? Big fact. And I feel like, bro, that's my problem as well too. Because, like I said, I didn't grow up in the best environment as well too, so I didn't have that parental guidance from mother and father as well too. Like I was adopted. A lot of people don't know that as well too. But, and I'm not saying this to like shit on them or anything like that, but. There just could have been more for, like, a young developing mind that I didn't get. And I just feel like they didn't take into the fact or consider that, okay, obviously he's going to know he's adopted as well, too. So he's going to need to really figure out who he is, what he's supposed to become as well, too. Right. But if we we really can't give him that or show him that. So it's like I kind of feel like I wouldn't say I was a lost cause or anything like that. But it was just going to be that much difficult for me because I'm 29 now. And I still struggle every day trying to find out who it is that I am, yeah. who what what my purpose in life is as well too, you know. Yeah. And then it's like I'm on the clock that much click quicker because I have a five year old daughter. Yeah. So it's like I really have to learn as I go, which I've been doing before I even had my daughter, scrambling to figure out what it is, yeah. what my purpose is as well too. But I feel like it has to come that much quicker because I have a daughter, a little girl who's gonna start looking at me pretty soon and like, okay, what's the route? What's the method for success or what's the method of me finding out who I am? Because mm-hmm. it's like, she's obviously going to be watching me and it's like, she's going to say, okay, my dad woke up every day, went to work, took care of responsibilities, took care of me. I didn't have that. I didn't have me waking up, seeing my parents go to work, go right. do this and right. be productive and contributing members to society. So it's like, damn, I have to be that for my daughter now because it's like, I kind of feel like it's a gift and a curse because I know everything that I didn't have or what I should have had as a kid. Yeah. So now I can give it to her. Yeah. But then when I say it's a gift, that's the gift part. But the curse part is, all right, you talked all this stuff about how you wanted this as a kid and this is what you should have had. Yeah. You got your little girl there right now. Don't fuck it up. Yeah. Don't fuck it up because it's like, that's why I say gift and a curse. Like, okay, you you know everything you need to do. 
are you going to do it though? Because now you have someone who's depending on you and you were just preaching all that stuff of what you needed and what you wanted as a kid as well too. So it's like now I just have to maintain, build a healthy lifestyle and do the things that I need to do to nourish my mind and body so I can invest that back into another life, you know? Yeah, yeah. So it's like, big shouts out to you, man. man, Hey, no, I'm just saying, bro, like I, I didn't, I didn't bend through it all. And like I said, I'm still growing every day, learning from past mistakes, doing, doing stupid stuff and all that. And just not being the best person that I could be. But I just love that I have this platform now because it gives me that opportunity for a second chance at life. And I'm, I'm going to say second chance, like I'm just some hardened criminal or something like that, but just that second chance of life of really being able to figure out who it is that I am, you know? And this platform tells me a lot about myself as well too, because Mm -hmm. I can go back and listen to it like, man, that was some good advice Latrell gave me. Or look at the advice that I just gave this person who comes back to me a week later and say, man, I listened to what you told me and I appreciate that, you know? So it's just all about creating these things in life that are going to get you somewhere and help other people get somewhere too. Because I was just talking with my guest before you, time is so valuable in in today's world, bro. Like people will say time is money, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Time is everything, bro. And time is something that you can't get back. So I realized that the stupid stuff that I was doing, investing my time in, that wasn't going to get me anywhere. Like swearing I was like the coolest person because I could talk to multiple girls, whatever the case may be. Like that stuff is not going to get you anywhere, bro. Like seriously. Bro, like You did some stupid shit when we was young. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. I, I'll be the first to admit that I, I didn't did some stupid stuff, you know, but I'm, yeah. I, I've am i grew from, from yeah. it, yeah. you know, and I'm glad that I did do stupid stuff in life too, you know, because I, <clears throat> if I didn't do stupid stuff and see the consequences of doing stupid stuff, I would have never had that reality exactly. check that I needed exactly. to be like, damn, let me let me fix myself. Let me get up, brush myself off, and make sure I'm moving the right direction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because obviously you want to build that good reputation and where you're from, city, especially with what you're do- with what I'm doing now as well, too. Obviously, I want to make sure I don't have any stupid tendencies now. Because yeah. people are be like, man, this dude a hypocrite. How you got <laughs> how you got people out here talking like motivation and stuff like that? But you still out here doing st- like yeah, you know what I'm saying? In the streets. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he said you wouldn't be in the streets. Yeah, that's too. what I'm saying. So it's like, yeah, man, like I'm I'm thankful that I bumped my head in life, you know, because it just made me more more of a better person than I am, you know? Yeah. So I'm yeah. not, and like, you know me, bro, I'm always coming to you for advice because when it comes to like other people's like thoughts and stuff like that, I care so much about that, bro. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, that can only hinder you, you know, that can't, that can't help you grow up. If you're scared to put yourself out there, if you're scared to try new things, that's not going to help you, you know? Yeah, I mean, you got to always be willing to learn. And take the knowledge that mm-hmm. somebody else has, even though you may have some, like, you may think that you know about something, right? Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, don't be so afraid to to go out and outsource to somebody who has more knowledge about that specific topic that you want to learn about. Yes, sir. Or you think that you know about. Yes, sir. Gain that extra knowledge from that person. You know what I'm saying? Like and people get so like tunnel vision, like, no, I don't I don't want to do that. Like he he or she may tell me something one thing and then if I know something if it isn't true or whatever and then if if we're contradicting then it's it's gonna mess up how I move. It's, no, it's not. You're just gaining a different perspective from somebody who ha- may or may not have more knowledge than you. Factual. Factual. That being said, my guy, we just wrapped up an amazing fire episode of Line for Line, my dude. Yes, Is there man. anybody you want to give a shout out to or anything like that, my dude? 
Ah uh, man, shout out to the people out there, man. That's, Come on. <laughs> yeah. That boy modest. That, that's when you ask, well, hey, is there a lucky girl out there? Nah, I'm a free agent. Like, come on, bro. You something, <laughs> hey, you something else, bro. But hey, I appreciate you for sliding the line for line, my dude. Yes, sir. Bro, that was- calling on you listening, tune in every week. Line for line. Oh yeah, I'm going line for line.